0: Good morning. Welcome to 49ers in 5, your daily update on everything happening with the team that you need to know. I'm Rob Statz-Guerrera. Today is Thursday, March 31st, 2022. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. Yesterday was Jed York's turn to speak from the league meetings in Florida. He said one thing that kind of made sense and... Then he went completely off the rails. We'll play both for you here. Let's start with a sensible thing when addressing what else, the 49ers quarterback situation.
1: We have two really good quarterbacks on our roster. You know, one guy that, again, he's gotten us to the final four beyond two of the last three seasons. So if he's our guy, that's okay. If Trey's our guy that we traded up for, that's okay. Like, I, I want to win football games. It, it's, it's not about... Well, we we trade up for Trey, so like you know, we, that that's just the automatic decision. You know, Jimmy has a lot of value. He has a lot of value as our quarterback. He has a lot of value if somebody who wants to trade for him. And right now, with his shoulder injury, you know that market is different than what what I think it should be. But I don't get to determine what somebody else is willing to give up for Jimmy. And if Jimmy is going to be here, that's fine with me. Like because I think that gives us a better chance to win if we're very strong at the most important position in all of sports. So I don't ever want to tell those guys, well, no, they're like you have to do this. And they know what the salary cap is. We always spend to the salary cap, and if this is where we want to put our resources, quarterback is not a bad place to put more resources than somewhere else.
0: Okay, that's all fine and dandy. Nothing really unexpected there, and I could at least see some logic in what he said. But then, he <laughs> really just went a little nuts. He decided to compare things now to when Joe Montana and Steve Young were battling in the past.
1: It's professional sports. You know, I mean, if, if Steve Young can sit on a bench for four seasons, like, Steve Young's a Hall of Famer. You know, and if he's willing to do it, and he has a competitive drive to do it, why can't somebody else? And I, and I think those two drove each other in the late 80s and early 90s to be the best that they could possibly be. And if, if that's the situation that we have and that's what's created, like, I'm, sign me up for that problem any day.
0: Uh, what? Like, I can't even comprehend that. So if I understand it, Jimmy Garoppolo is Joe Montana in this situation? Even saying that out loud makes me feel like I need to take a shower. Also, Trey Lance is now Steve Young after 10 career quarters. What are we doing? Just no, just stop. Not every 49ers quarterback situation is like Joe Montana and Steve Young. Okay. It's just not. And I don't know if it's just because we're tired of discussing it and there's really nothing left to say, or if Jed York was day drinking or what the situation was, but that didn't make any sense whatsoever. And at some point, We just gotta be able to move on from all of this. I know the 49ers are trying to squeeze all the juice from that orange and get all the value they can from Jimmy Garoppolo, but like, you got the two NFC title games in a Super Bowl. I think you did pretty good here. Like, just allow your organization to move forward and turn the page. That's just where I'm at. We always give you one thing to read, one thing to watch, and one thing you might have missed. One thing to read on this Thursday, former Jets scout Daniel Kelly wrote a piece for all 49ers SI that graded Trey Lance's performance last year. Now, full disclosure. Kelly has not been a Trey Lance fan. He wrote a piece before the draft that Lance shouldn't have been picked by anybody and that any GM that did pick him should be fired on the spot. So obviously he's not uh, Trey Lance's biggest supporter. So take the analysis with a grain of salt, but I read it and I thought he brought up some good points. I don't take the whole thing as gospel, but I think there are things in there to look at and keep an eye on next year when Trey is the starter. One thing to watch, Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey was a guest on the Pivot podcast, and he was asked to name his top five wide receivers of 2021. For some reason, he named three number ones, but still pretty interesting.
2: My three number ones probably Devontae, Tyreek, and and Debo. Wow. Yeah. Them three for sure, because they they changed the game, and the offenses, honestly, the offenses are structured around them. Yep. Wherever they are, the offenses are structured around them. I agree. Tyreek is putting multiple positions to where he can, they make sure he get the ball same with Devontae. um He's motioned all around, putting positions where he can get the ball. Like, and not only that though, they're there are favorable matchups, but if they do, Get the top dog, they win. They can win. Yep. Exactly. They can win those battles too. And then and then Debo, what he's doing, like all over the field, running back was crazy. I, he got to be. He got to be right there with them.
0: The whole episode is worth your time. You should really go and check that out. One thing you may have missed: speaking of the Rams, their chief operating officer Kevin Demoff said Sean McVay and Les Snead are quote the architects of this run, and he expects both men to sign new contracts soon. So that's going to be a problem in the NFC West. In the Sean McVay era, the Rams have gone 55 and 26 with two Super Bowl appearances and, of course, a Lombardi Trophy last year. That's a wrap on today's 49ers in five. Please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Enjoy your Thursday, everybody. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow.